Hello, Wonders. Welcome to the Wonder Woman podcast. You know what we do here. We drink our coffee, we collaborate, and we champion the chaos. I am extremely excited to have a Wonder Woman on the podcast today who I consider a friend. She's absolutely beautiful. Arthur, brand specialist, business owner, Lakeisha Peters-Reese. I absolutely love this chocolate beauty. Okay, I know that she's gonna give us some insights, some nuggets. She's a very transparent woman, and I believe that transparency with purpose is redemptive in nature. So I know that she's going to give us some wisdom and some nuggets today that is going to encourage us, especially um, women who are darker in skin tones, such as myself and Lakeisha Reese. So I am excited to have this conversation today. Get your coffee, get your notebooks. We're gonna hop right into this interview interview with Keisha. Say hi to the people. Greetings, people. Hello. <laughs> I love it, y'all. We're going to have a nice, fun conversation um, today. So, uh, Lakeisha, we're going to get right into it. Um, we are talking about dark skin confidence, which in essence is about colorism, colorism that uh, darker tones, darker women experience amongst our own race, even amongst other races. And so we're going to talk about it. We're going to uh, delve into this topic. And at the end, we're going to top it off with some encouragement, some confidence boosters to let you ladies know that, listen, being dark and melanin and chocolated, whether you're brown or whether you're Hershey, you are absolutely beautiful. So, Lakeisha, my first question for you is, um, I would like for you to expound on two different occurrences where you experience colorism. Tell us uh, some things about that. <clears throat> well, I, I know you asked for two instances. Of course, I'm gonna give you those two instances because I know I can babble, but um, there have been countless uh, incidents of you know experiencing colorism um not just from other ethnicities but from my own um and i think the the biggest problem that i've ever had not meaning not that they gave me a problem but the biggest problem that i've ever had is like really like yo it's coming from my own people right um and you know just to give you a little history on um what i've researched as, as it relates to colorism there was this documentary documentary that i watched about two or three years ago as it relates to how colorism really started and you know the slave owners actually um imputed upon darker skin versus lighter skin like they were calling them them mulatto mulatto or however you say it um at the time um they would um basically pit them against one another like oh you are better than you know as a mulatto you're better than you know this dark skin or darkies as they used to call it um they used to even go as far as calling us moorish people um to um they would you know that's why you have your house slaves in your field and then you know the the mulattoes the quadrooms the octoroons would get put in the house so that was um whether people realize it or not colorism was um basically uh the cycle started with slave owners and we took that upon ourselves we embraced it ourselves to be you know our um mindset and it's so so backwards you know Um, something that was imputed to us or maybe the same the right word um something that was basically 
started generations ago right. we have kept it on you know in a, in a cycle thinking oh that's just my mindset but let me jump into my instances the first instance was when I was three now I have an impeccable memory you can ask anybody that you know that, that knows me my memory is impeccable and I remember I was three it might have been four but I'll never forget I was sitting outside on the front porch with my sister and you know you would would you know it you know happen to know it my sister is lighter than me right. um a couple of shades lighter than me and uh we were sitting there you know and I didn't know no different so I'm sitting there on the porch and my daddy used to work um he used to haul lumber so he dealt with a lot of um Caucasian what racism was or colorism was but I was sitting on the porch and the guy walked up the 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 white guy the Caucasian guy he walks up and he just plays with my sister he just hands her change and money and oh and you know this and that and the other and I'm sitting there going like Literally, I remember at three years old thinking, am I invisible? Does he does he not see me? And I was sitting there like, I, I remember like my being sad. I was like, he didn't want to play with me. And the first thing that's wrong with me was the first thing that came to me. And I remember right before he stopped playing with my sister, I broke down and I started crying. I just sat there and I just cried, cried, cried. And what was messed up about it was that nobody saw what was going on. My daddy was oblivious to it, you know, because this was his coworker or counterpart or whatever. And when the man stopped me crying, he immediately started giving me the same thing he was giving her. And that, that speaks volumes. I was three, you know. I so right. the and, um, which, you know, at that point, I kind of had started feeling like something was like, well, maybe I need to be something or somebody else, you know, to for people to play with me, for adults to play with me, right? Yeah. And wow. so I was, the second instance was uh, this guy I went to high school with, um, and this didn't happen um, until after high school. We were, you know, hanging out and different things, and we weren't dating or anything, but the um, this was around the time that Beyonce was, that she was in, you know, right. like skin, thick, and right. got a booty, you know. Right. So I was, yeah. I've always been on the slim, like they call it slim thick, but I've always been on the slimmer side. I went as far as to drink as uh, insure, like the the drink that they people uh, people that need um, you know, to bulk up, yeah. like medically wise. I yeah. was drinking insure to get and this was, tw- I was I was 20 years old at this point wow. so I would hang out with them and you know I was thinking you know I have you know a nice grade of hair but my hair wasn't hanging to my butt I wasn't light skinned I didn't have this big old don't you know child they started they gave me a name they started calling me dark dark berry is what they called me so you know I went along with it I played it off like oh, okay they called me dark berry but my feelings were hurt because everybody around me was either lighter skinned kind of light you know caramel or whatever but I yeah. was the only one that was dark and I was 20 years old and I'm just like is this still going on right so you know I went ahead and went with it um, again you know I kind of caught myself embracing the name so that way they wouldn't know that it was hurting me yeah but I'm just like what's wrong with being dark skinned so I thought I thought maybe I could fix the problem which let me know it was a heart issue of mine I went to the store and I got some of that Natanola, whatever that stuff is, lightening cream. Yeah. And I lied to myself and said, I'm just trying to lighten these blemishes. I'm like, Baby, I was trying to lighten my whole face. You hear me? Wow. But I didn't think about the rest of the body, which was dumb. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, yeah. you know, just to give you a third instance, although you said two, um, at church, you know, my sister, as you know, is my first lady. Yeah. And, um, you know, obviously people that don't know us don't know that we're sisters, but we definitely have uh, features that are similar to each other. But I've had people 
I, I literally find myself trying to convince people that we were sisters, like blood sisters. And I had one girl tell me, oh, y'all were sisters in the spirit. I could have popped her in the mouth. I ain't gonna wow. lie to you. Because I was like, what? I was like, are you serious? I was like, you must not have gone through my Facebook page to see. And it triggered that three-year-old girl in me. And I was just like, now, let me stop. I'm, you know, I don't have a point to prove to anybody. You know, I just, all those feelings and thoughts and emotions came back up. Right. And I was just, I just let it be. I said, okay. I said, well, call my sister off. I said, would you tell her that we're sisters? And, you know, she kind of started to believe her then. But I was just like, this is some crap that, you know, because she's two shades lighter than me. Right. You know, <laughs> that we're not sisters. Like, why would I have to sit up and lie about somebody being my relative just because we're two different skin tones? It's stupid. It, right. it really is. So, right. yeah. That's, those are my instances, the, the condensed ones. I got you. Um, I can definitely relate to um, not the sibling uh, differentiation, not having, I, didn't, I don't have a sibling that's like lighter than me, but yeah. just, just growing up <laughs> in high school, in my 20s, um, they would call me sexy black. And because, you know, I, I, you know how we just embrace it. Yeah. I'm like, oh, okay, you know, I'm one of the dark skinned pretty girls. Um, in, in ignorance, I am, I embraced it. But inwardly, um, it really kind of got on my nerves because it's, you know, it, it's like a, a stigmatism or this label that you're shocked. Like I, I would get things like, wow, you're, you're pretty for a dark skinned girl. Oh my God. Oh my God. I had a guy tell me, oh Jesus, this is like, I might, I don't think I was, I might've been 30, maybe, maybe. Matter of fact, I wasn't 30. I was like 28. He tells me, you're the first black woman that I've ever talked to before. And I was thinking he was talking about black woman that he had been actually talking to, you know, Chinese and Asian, whatever, you know? Yeah. I said, what do you mean? And when I say black, I mean dark skin. Good. I got off that phone. Do you understand me? Wow. and I said, don't ever call me again. And right. he tried his best to, you know, repair that. I said, no, nah. I said, I won't be treated differently. Right, and right. And somebody else's shadow. Right. Right. Um, it's... I mean, you would have thought I had a third... I can't hear you. Can you hear me? I can hear you. Yeah, okay. I hear you now. Um, it's it's disrespectful. Like it is absolutely oh, disrespectful. It's disrespectful. Entirely. And I would for years, you know, it would just kind of scratch at my nerves a bit because it's like, why are people, why are men surprised that I'm pretty because I'm dark? And, and so right, like, in my mind, you know, I would be thinking like, I know several chocolatey women that are just beautiful, you know, is it, yeah, why is it not a shock, you know, for a fair skin or a lighter skin woman to be free? It's like, oh, y'all expect them just to be gorgeous, you know, y'all expect them to be beautiful. But when it comes uh-huh. to darker tones, it's like, you're, you're pretty to be dark, you know? You're so it's Right, it's absolutely disrespectful, and and it it burst in me like 
you know, I, I've loved all shades of women. I think that all shades are beautiful, but it kind of birthed in me this, this thing for the darker tone to really encourage and motivate and just, you know, um, accentuate yeah. the darker tone woman because yeah. in, in the media, you know, on TV, on social media, in videos, you know, it's nowadays really, really, really strong and potent that you are drop dead gorgeous if you're lighter and if your hair's down your back and, you know, uh, uh, slim waist, you know, big hips oh, yeah. behind and, you know, you're extra, extra beautiful. You're even more marketable. You're even more saleable if you're yep. that skin tone. And I'm just like, the devil is a liar. Right, that's that. That ain't God. That ain't him. So I'm a firm, you know, not to be like like a radical or anything like that. But I, I'm just a believer that you know the darker tone was the just original beautiful. Come you on, know, somebody. The original oh. beautiful. The lighter tones came from the darker tone. So it's like we are um, the original beautiful melanin. You know skin tone not not to put you know any skin tone up above the other but to stay yeah. back like you you come out of this shade mm -hmm, mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. um just just to piggyback on what you said i can definitely relate I, I i just grew to um hate sexy black i grew to hate you know um people would consider it a compliment but it's like that's not a compliment that's it's just not Right. You know, you you're not gonna go up to a light skin and say, Oh my god, you're pretty to be light skin. <laughs> you know, right. you're, not, you're not gonna do that. Right. So um it's definitely got to stop and just as darker tones, um, now that we know better, we can do better and learn to value ourselves more and know that that is not a compliment, that is disrespectful. We shouldn't settle or embrace, you know, labels or compliments as such as those. I agree. They're not. Keisha, I so I want to ask you this. How did those different experiences affect your self-esteem and self-perception? Oh, Lord. Um, when I was younger, it made me feel like I wasn't good enough. Um, but I had to learn that, you know, I got older, it would just piss me off, like you nothing know, to people. Um, because when I was uh, when I was uh, younger, you know, I believed that I would be more likable if I was lighter. I, I, and it, it and it's amazing how when you deal with this um, colorism thing up front, and you don't have a, you know, I had a mom and dad in in the home, but when you don't have, um, when those issues don't really matter in your yeah. home. Yeah. Uh, or you know, you feel like okay, they don't they don't really carry the weight that it would if I was talking about you know somebody cussing you know it makes stuff so much so till I was like, well, you know, just to show you how it can be a gateway for for the enemy, it was like, okay, well, you know, you're you're too dark skinned, you know, you're you too dark, so this stuff must be wrong. You know, my voice, you know, you can tell by listening to me talk now, my voice is heavier by nature. I used to try to talk real cute and light on the phone, you know, so guys or anybody would think that I was, you know, uh, uh, wasn't more, um, that I was uh, more likable on the phone or more yeah. pleasant on the phone. Um, I would even go as far as um, I also hated the fact that I was slim by nature. Like I think yeah. 
I really started picking up, I didn't start picking up weight till I was like 35. <laughs> and I'm 38 now. Like, so I was, you know, 120, 130, you know, for years. And then when I got to, you know, my 30s, I just picked up weight and it still wasn't a whole lot at that point. So I was like, well, you know, maybe like I saw you drinking the Ensure and I can I can do that. It just triggered so many, it, it, I ain't gonna say triggered, it caused so many insecurities to surface yeah. because of that one thing. And, yeah. you know, eventually I ended up going to counseling mm-hmm. over the years, which I'm a firm believer in Jesus and the couch. And right. though I had to address those issues mm-hmm. because like I said, feelings, they are a lie. Now, I don't believe that feelings shouldn't be paid attention to, but they do right. point to something else. Right. And so when I started to, you know, deal with those thoughts and feelings and stuff that I had internalized for so long, that's when I broke free. That's when I, I, I started to love myself. I, I didn't, you know, it was a surprise to me at first, but I didn't get to know who I was, yeah. Lakeisha, until the age of 32. Okay, so anybody wow. listening out there, if you still don't know who the devil you are and you 42, don't think it's strange. Now is the time to figure out who you are, but wow. labels as far as, far as skin tone, labels as far as your size, labels as far as how your voice sounds, as far as you do sing, you don't sing, or you can't hit this riff or run and such as and so forth, That those don't define you. Right. You know, I had to learn to take all of those crutches from up under me. And, it, and I had to do it in an in and abrupt manner. Right. And, you know, it's one thing to be in a situation, but it's another thing to be in a situation, in an adverse situation, and learning um, and being healed on the inside, internally, every day, just over your own personal insecurities. But, yeah. you know, it's just, it's it, it did, I'll say, bottom line, it made me question everything about me. I thought, you know, like I said, there was something wrong with me. I thought a whole lot of stuff about myself that was absolutely incorrect and infallible. Right. And when I went to the Word of God, not trying to be churchy, but when I went to the Word of God to see what Definitely. God said about me, when I saw what he said about me, then I started going, wait a minute, ah, y'all jokers don't count. Right. You know, so, yeah, it, it really... It, I'll say it still has left a little residue, a little stain, you know, but it sucks, you know, that I've had to deal with that over in my life. And it hasn't been from, I've never received a, a compliment or an adverse statement from anybody that was white, Chinese, purple, or in between. None of that. No, no exaggeration. It's always been quote unquote us. And I think that that's trash. And I think absolutely. I know that we need to do better. Period. Absolutely. I absolutely agree. Um, wow. You know, I absolutely love your transparency. You stated that you didn't come to knowing yourself, Lakeisha, until the age of 32. And um, it's amazing how you know, external opinions and outside voices and and outside labels and what other people say really real deal have an impact on the way that we look at ourselves and the way that we view ourselves. Oh yeah. But bottom line, you you got in the word of God, which is what I love. I love the fact that you stated how you got in the word of God and you realized that what everybody else was saying does not count. It don't. <laughs> like it did not even matter. Um, uh, it, it's funny. I I had no idea how similar our stories were until this conversation. Um, <laughs> it's funny. 
of uh, in high school, you know, skinny thick. You know, you said they call you slim thick. They would call me skinny thick. I was real, real little. They would call me diaper booty because I just had a little bump back there. So I was like, what is happening with this here? Okay. You know, diaper, diaper booty, and you know, that I look like, you know, some type of um, a librarian in a porno. I got that one. I looked like a librarian. Yes, a librarian in a porno. Cause, you know, because I was dark and surprisingly pretty, and you know, little, little bump behind in the back. It was, it was so much, Lakeisha. It was so much. And when I was in high school, you know, the thick was in the thicker you were, like you said, you know, the cute, the cuter you were. So I was trying to eat peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. Cause they were like protein makes you bigger, bread, you know, bread makes you bigger. Yeah. And so yeah. I, I was hanging out with my little light skinned girlfriend, and she was like, JJ, you need to get you some peanut butter and jelly sandwiches, girl, because it's gonna make you bigger. So foolishly, ignorantly, of course, I went to eat peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. Now, did I gain weight? No. 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 You know, by nature, we're just thin, you know, we're slim. So I oh did not goodness. gain weight at all. <laughs> um, and when I got older, <laughs> when I got older, you know, I, I would look back and, and some of um, some of the thick girls that were in high school with mm-hmm. me, you know, they were thick, thin and all voluptuous or whatever. And mm-hmm. looking back, you know, now I, you know, be like, God, I thank you because they fat me. Come on, let do it. You were not say you are. They're not thick. They're not plump. No, they're fat. Baby, a cheeseburger away from obesity. (laughs) Right. You know. So I, I begin when when I finally fell in love with myself and was like, you know what? You small. It's okay. You know what? You dark. You know, it's okay. Um, I thank God that I I didn't get injured. You know, like I. I didn't go to eating out of control and actually gain what I thought I wanted to gain because I was listening mm-hmm. to, you know, the opinions of other people and trying to be trendy, you know, trying to fit in and uh, trying to, you know, do what the light skinned girls do or whatever. And I just did not fit in. I was trying to be on the dance girls choir with the little uh, light skinned girls. I didn't make it. Um, I just, it just didn't really work out for me. So I definitely can relate to um, the impact that external opinions do to your self-esteem and your self-perception. So Uh um, I absolutely can relate. Now, at what point did you become comfortable in your own skin? Um... I just want to piggyback off what you said a second ago about the, you said the peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. Yeah. I listened to a football player, a friend of mine, and he told me, I was like, I was just obsessed with gaining weight. He said, like, why don't you just eat some peanut butter sandwiches? And he said, eat them and go to sleep. I ain't getting nobody weight. Nobody weight. And then, <laughs> just like, you know, I was in high school and they would, I don't, they never called me, like, gave me a name or anything like that about my backside. But I had girls and guys be like, when I would turn around, I didn't know that was back then. I'm like, okay, this is weird. This is gross. This is getting a little bit out of hand. They even thought about they thought about my booty. They really did. And I was just like, stop. This this is insanity. Like I guess we I guess because we dark skin, we supposed to came like the the barber dolls, the uh, the clothes are sold separately. The 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 the, the, <laughs> the personality is sold separately. You know, you just you just a, a, a test dummy. But anyway, right. 
Right. So, <laughs> give me the question again, because I didn't got tickled because this sounds like we the same person. It's real life. Like it's it's definitely real life and real experiences. Um, and, and it's, you know, when, when we talk about it and we think back on it, it's really absurd. You know, it's re- really absurd and just a it, whole, it you know, I, I feel like darker skin tones, um, we feel like we have to, you know, do so much to ourselves now to be, to be beautiful, to stand in the lane of what, you know, this world or the media, you know, ascribes as pretty. Or, or gorgeous or, you know, marketable. Um, I feel like still today we still, some women still feel like, you know, we have to go overboard because, you know, it's butt implants now and, 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 and it's injections and hip injections and, and breast injections. And it's so much, you know, that they are offering now to make a woman feel uh, more beautiful when really there, there is, nothing wrong with what you've been given, what you have, what you look like, um, unless you deem it unhealthy, then you, you know you need to fix yourself, you need to keep better right, right, right. But there's really nothing wrong with what God packaged you with. Now my question was, at what point um, did you become comfortable in your own beautiful skin? Um, it was well before I started going through my counseling um, for inner healing. Um, and that was when I was 32. Um, like I said, the year that I found myself, but I would say I became comfortable in my own skin once I disconnected from, you know, people that made me feel or had the propensity to make little comments about my skin tone or my size. So I would say probably this you know the stuff that I mentioned earlier was going on up until I was probably like 20 21 by the time I got to I would say maybe 24 25 I was you know okay I'm I'm good I don't you know I had other issues don't get me wrong I wasn't perfect by no means or I hadn't I hadn't been healed in certain areas um but as far as like being confident in who I was and embracing my size and embracing, you know, the clothes would fall off of me sometimes or I needed a couple extra, you know, my clothes to be taken in or, you know, um, that my skin tone was, you know, okay yeah. and that I was okay with it. Um, I, I think I was about 25. Wow. Wow. Yeah. I, I remember you from from when we would sing and and before we were actually singing together i would just remember seeing you and i always thought that you were one of the most beautiful hershey chocolate women i'm telling you like just from afar before you know we started talking or started singing together i always thought your your fashion sense just fit your physique, you know, your body form so well. I just thought you were so fine for a Hershey woman. I did, you know, and you know, we embrace that, you know, oh, for dark skin. So at that time, I'm like, for a Hershey chocolate girl, she is beautiful. I thought your eyes yeah. were just perfection. You had that slant, you had that small wave, and you had that curvy bottom and hips. And then every time I saw you, your hair was slayed. You used to wear this bob. And I was like, oh my gosh, she is 
so freaking gorgeous, you know? Like, from, I probably ain't never told you, but baby. Oh my God. From afar, I was like, whoever. You making my face hurt with all this smile. I thought the same thing about you when she we- She is beautiful. Um, like, she is beautiful. Yeah. And I'm like, and and to, to see you, to see you walk, to see you strive, you would never know yeah. that you were dealing with some of the internal things that you were dealing with because, you know, on the surface, you know, you look so together and you were so composed and I, and I knew you were a, a, a bubbly personality and you were, you know, um, you were just full of energy. You were, when you walked in the room, you brought energy and you had this confidence whether it was the grace of God or whether you was faking it till you made it, honey, it got me because I was just like, she's she bad. Oh, my God. She is bad. So uh, just from just from years ago, saying it now, I have always thought that you were one of the most beautiful women that I had seen. And you wore, you wore your skin tone and your swag and your fashion sense, you wore it so well. So the fact that you're, you're confident in your skin now and the fact that, you know, you know who you are now is just like icing on the cake. And you a wow. twin mom and you still bad. It's just like icing <laughs> on the cake for a sister like me. Ooh, I had to sit that out there, ladies. You know, this is Wonder Woman podcast. We build each other up. We motivate each Listen, other. We encourage one another. So I had mm-hmm. to let her know from one chocolate sister to another, you are <laughs> fine. Thank you. You Well, you know, the same thing happened with me, with you, when I, I can't remember specifically when we first, first really, really met. I knew your sister first. And then to come to find out she had this cute little bitty, tiny little, fine sister we were singing actually at um your granddad's church at st john's and i remember we were rehearsing for something and you had on these cute um you know like a cute little top on and some pants or sweat i don't know what kind of pants it was but i looked and i was like why don't why does my butt not look like that oh my why why is her waist like oh my god she's so cute and i just was like okay no homo but i was staring i was just like she's cute and i was like shit she knows she can dress. I was like, look at her personality. It's so fun. Like it was, you were, you would giggle, you would laugh. And I was just like, oh, she's just so full of life. I wish I was like that. Oh my God. Like I really, for years, like I think after we were cross paths a couple years, even after you like had your first child or second child. And I was just like, I told, I think I know what I told you. I said, when I grow up, even though I'm older than you, I said, even when I grow up, I want to be bad like you because I you think said you, that. I remember that. <laughs> I think it was like your second or third child. And I was like, sh- how they say shorty's bad, yo. Shorty's bad. <laughs> like <laughs> real deal. No fluff, no pump, no circumstance. You really, really are. Yeah. And I um thank you. You know, one thing about it I can say is you and I, whenever we cross paths before we got to be, you know, as cool as we are now, is that you and I never were looking like each at each other like, oh, there she got who she thinks she is. Right, you know, right. So, you know, I wish it was more of that, you know, within Absolutely. our community. But, you know, to speak just a little bit on what you said about how I carry myself. When I tell you, baby, mama was broken. Mama was hurt. But I, one, one thing I learned um, and I was hurting for years, probably about 12, 14 years. <laughs> but 
up. I was going to always, um, and I was faking it till I made it. I know that there was the grace of God that was on me to be able to, you know, be poised and whatever else, but, um, it bra- it made me feel really good about myself and it still does, yeah. you know, to make sure I take care of myself. Definitely. you know now inwardly but outwardly too because you just never know like you said about yourself you never know who your lifestyle or how you carry yourself is ministering yeah. to somebody else and it's yeah. always been my goal you know to you know how I carry myself to empower somebody else to be like hey no matter how you feel no matter what you're going through come on sister keep yourself out let's right let me be you you're crew you're crew is that right. how Right. I love it. I absolutely love it. Um, Ladies, uh, Lakeisha just said something that um, I really believe is worth repeating that no matter what you, first of all, you don't know how your lifestyle or your poise um, is ministering to somebody else, even if you know that inwardly you're broken. You don't know how the, the, the grace and that preservative power that God shields us with even in our brokenness you don't know how it's ministering to somebody else that's looking from afar that may never say anything to you but they're looking at the way that you carry yourself from afar so I think the fact that she stated you know no matter what you're going through you know stay cute keep yourself together keep keep yourself up because that alone is also uh, an instrument of ministry it ministers Mm -hmm. to other people that are looking that may never come up to you i love that lakeisha now how did you maintain your adult what i like to call dark skin confidence because I'm so proud and I am a bit radical about the dark skin. How did you maintain your dark skin confidence? Um, well, the first thing, the first thing, I'm so country, but I'm going to say it like I said it. The first thing, okay, is that I have, besides, um, you know, going through uh, inner healing, going through deliverance, the main thing was to assess and I know people say this all the time, assess my circle. If I did not have people around me, or if I, let's just say I had people around me um, that didn't minister to my spirit and in layman's terms, like people that didn't build me up, not saying I needed somebody to walk around, like, girl, you cute, girl, you this, girl, no, 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 I didn't need that. I, I, when I realized, hey, who I have around me, what you feed, what you feed yourself is gonna come out. So what I opened myself up to what I saw on TV, what I open myself up to what I listen to, what I open myself up, uh, you know, I don't care if it was a magazine or a book or who I was around at work. I made sure that I, how they, how does this song go? Be careful, little eyes, what you see. Be careful, little ears, what you hear. I started to monitor my gates. There's a um, scripture that in Proverbs, and I'm probably, uh, I'm just going to paraphrase it. Um, two different ones. My mom used to always give me one. One is, um, he that has no rule over his own spirit is like a city overrun and broken down without walls. It's something like that. Yeah, yeah. When I realized that, you know, I believe that God can do anything, but I also he believes he believe he gives us the power to control and rule our spirits. Absolutely. And when I realized that, you know, not only um, my personality, but my emotions were the thing was the thing that got me to a vulnerable state of, you know, being so receptive to what, you know, stuff I didn't need to be receptive to as it relates to my skin tone and how I looked and how I walked and how I talked, I shut that down. I was a city overrun without walls. So I had to learn, I started praying and asking God to show me how to, 
okay, show me how to put my walls up. And he, it was simple. The Holy Spirit was like, okay, stop watching this. Stop talking to that person. Stop, you know, like, you know, not like, oh, my cutoff game strong, but limit your interaction with this person. Limit your interaction at that church. Right. Limit your, you know, don't wear this, wear that. Like he started, the, Spirit show, the Holy Spirit started to show me, hey, you have a responsibility for you. Put your walls up. Wow. So when I started doing that, I it, when I tell you, it's like I could go down an entire bunny trail about that. I was just like, oh my God, all this time I had, or I have the power, I have the control to manage, to rule. That's what um, a rule means to, to um, you know, to, 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 uh, 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 stand in front of to like you know just you have to be your own guard yeah. so when I learned that I into it when I was 32 but when I went through a job um, a bad situation in a job and when I was 33 I think so yeah 33 that scripture as the old folks say came alive to me Wow. And I start implementing that thing, and, and it shows you. And this is so not a, 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 um, a sermon, but hear me good. God will grace you in a situation that you're in, and He will give you the grace to go over that situation, go be in the situation, but elevate your mind to go over it. Okay. Yeah, and while so He was, while, while He's doing that, He will also give you amnesia about what you're dealing with. So I mean, like when I say amnesia, He will take the taste out of it, and He will allow you to be able to go through what you're going through when you go through it, and you can look back and be like, "It wasn't that bad." Right. But I'm telling you, when I started to learn to rule my spirit, guard that thing, oversee it, manage it, whatever word synonym you could think of when it came to rule, that I can say that was one of the most pivotal moments in my life at the age of 34. And I'm 38. For me to be able to, um, you know what I'm saying, learn um, that I think a lot of the stuff that we go through in life, if we can learn to rule our own spirit, we would be surprised at how, you know, things would turn out. And, and, and a lot of the times it's us, you know, not saying it's us, it's okay for people to, you know, treat you different because of your skin tone. But I think that if we can rule our space, say, uh-uh, no, 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 that's not what you're gonna do. Or we, we check it at the door. Right. You know, that's what I start doing. And, you know, people may be like, oh, that was confrontational, but okay, you in my face about my skin tone or you in my face about my booty. Right. Okay, how about I stop you at the door? Okay, right. let me rule right. my spirit because you're not going to rule my day. You're not going to rule my, my my mood for right now. Right. Okay, that's what you're not going to do. Right. You have to, you, you, you have to decide when you rule your spirit, you have to decide how much you're going to take. That's so good. You have to set a limit and say, yeah, no. Okay, you didn't. I didn't let you say what you're gonna say about my skin tone. Okay, we are gonna either change the subject or you can go on. Right. And this, you don't have to. You know, okay. Well, I'm gonna talk to you later. Well, okay. Um. So you know, whatever, like whatever it is that you have to do to maintain your 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 peace. And that's right. oh god, that's a whole other conversation. Right. If it robs you of your peace, or your peace flag go up or go down. Right. Listen. Let it go. Child, I'm preaching on it. I, you said something that was so, so good. Lakeisha said one of the first things that the Holy Spirit dealt with her about in maintaining her confidence, she assessed her circle. Please, that is so, so necessary. It is so, so good. 
because your circle is, you know, in some ways it's a reflection of who you are. And then in other ways, it's like, like a shot of stamina. Like if you have the right circle around you, they will infuse you with encouragement, with with motivation, with correction, you know, with accountability, with, um, you know, boundaries. The right circle grows you. The right circle stimulates you. So the fact that she realized that, you know, you realized that you needed to assess your circle, that is so very important. She also said, limit the interaction. That's a whole other podcast. Limit the interaction. Limit who you're interacting with. Limit where you're interacting at. Limit, you know, she said, that was another thing that was good. And I'm going to quote you and I'm going to tag you in it, praise God. You said, you you know, monitoring your gate. Ladies, monitor those gates. That is so profound. Ear gates, eye gates. Monitor mm-hmm. what goes into your ears. Monitor what you watch because all that stuff, it becomes a part of you. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. All what that you stuff you're receiving, you're receiving, uh, you know, audially, you know, you're receiving vision wise, all that stuff becomes a part of you. So the fact that, you know, she decided, she made a decision number one, to assess her circle, limit her interactions, and guard her ear gate has completely allowed her and will allow you to maintain your level of confidence. That was good. That was practical, and it was so good. Girl, to God be the glory. Hallelujah. That was so good. Okay, what would you say to women with darker complexions to ignite their confidence? Um, let me see, girl. I got a whole bunch of stuff I can say, but I'm gonna narrow it down. What what would I say? <laughs> um <laughs> I would say to number one, get in the word of God, and that's not something I haven't done, and I know it sounds so churchy, but it's it's so valuable. Get in the word of God it's about the you. truth. Yeah, and, and it might not say the, the the scripture might not say, you know, be ye whole dark-skinned lady it ain't gonna say that you know but you know find out what the what the word of god say he said you know that we are an heir and a joint heir with jesus christ so that means because jesus christ <laughs> has has what he has i'm a joint heir. so that mean that mean i get what he get that right. means i get accessibility to the throne of god that means that i can you know be healed i can be delivered i can be set free i can approach the throne of great uh grace you know humbly in the time of trouble you know god will exalt me if i'm humble blah 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 yeah. i would i would say go to the word of god see what it says about you um and even if you don't believe it that don't mean you gotta believe it and feel it when you say it you know go right. but keep doing it until you do until it becomes second nature to you right. um because when those negative thoughts come to you you can combat that with the word of God and yes. ain't nobody you know uh compete with that so right. I would do that number one um the number two thing is I would again assess my circle you know what's not just circle what's feeding me you know because again what feeds you comes out um you know the the Bible speaks of I think it's in is it songs um lift up your heads oh ye gates and be you lifted up ye everlasting doors those gates are your ear gates your mm-hmm. eye gate your your you know your mouth you know uh, you know, any gate that you have, we literally have to lift that up. We have to give that to God. And and, and that's why I'm so like 
a firm believer on, hey, what am I, what is going in? Because yeah. what, what com- goes in is, and comes out, I'm sorry, what goes out is what defiles you, not what yeah. goes in. So I would, I would more than likely, you know, do a heavy assessment. And I mean, to the point where I, well, I sit down, I write stuff out. I like to doodle on stuff. So I'll probably make a list that says things I'm doing, things that I shouldn't do, you know, and then in the middle, things I can do something about. Um, I did that a lot when I was in counseling, um, you know, and what I was writing down then was, um, and they could go take it a step further. I would write down um, things I like about myself, things I don't like, the things I can change in the middle. Um, because one thing about it is that we can't do anything about what other people um, say and do. Now, we can definitely put a stop to it, you know, limit your interaction and such right. as and so forth. But yeah. I, I believe that the only person that we are 100% responsible for is ourselves. Absolutely. So um, we are in control of ourselves. Um, after I would assess, you know, things, I like I, I would write out my little list and stuff like that because it's something about you know, when you sit down and write something out or you say it out loud, that it becomes like, oh, this is dumb or this is something I shouldn't do because this, you know, right. it don't it don't match. Um, after that, I probably would, um, I would spend the season and that season could be a week. That season could be two months. Um, whatever you feel impressed upon to do, I would spend some time by myself. Um, it doesn't have yeah. to be all at once. It can be in little increments because, you know, a lot of people are moms, a lot of people are wives or, you know, they don't have the lifestyle to where they can just sit by themselves. I would take myself out to eat this and I'm not, you know, um, no children, no husband, no none of that. I will go take myself out to eat and I will spend time by myself and I would just let my thought just come because what I used to go off I would act fool I would you know be depressed whatever the case may be but when I started to sit alone with those thoughts you know even if that was at nighttime on my way to sleep I would just kind of think through things and what the main thing I would do I wouldn't just think those thoughts but I would pray and say well God show me how I could have handled this situation differently yeah how I could have handled this situation better and it I mean the Holy Spirit would show me three and four different instances of you know an alternative ending to how I I, I handled myself yeah. in various situations um and then the last thing I suggest is you make sure you are a um you're you're ready for the change you know yeah. you're ready for That's the so to, not even the change you're ready for the 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 new walk That's the only way I can say it and when I say yeah. new walk I mean how you're gonna handle yourself moving forward as it relates to this entire issue. So, you know, you have to assess, okay, am I gonna tolerate somebody saying this to me? Am I gonna pop off? Am I gonna, you know, swallow it? Am I going to keep putting myself in a situation to where I keep feeling dumb over and over again, or I keep feeling like I need to change this about me or fix it about me? Um, And whatever you do, stand 10 toes down, stand 10 toes down. And, and be consistent and follow through with it. And it's not so much um, because you have a point to prove, but it's because the way you carry yourself demand will demand a certain level of respect. I, I'm a right. firm believer. Right. And the way you carry yourself will be the determining determining factor in how people run up on you. That's so, right. you know, if you change um, the way you handle things um, or even your perception, about things i'm i'm 
a hundred percent sure that you know things around you will change not that colorism will ever go away but you know you have to decide what kind of response not reaction response you're going to give right you know in, in in situations to where you're um frowned upon or treated differently and i think that that's a that's a life lesson you know right just for colorism I absolutely love that. Ladies, Lakeisha just gave several practical, listen, practical steps and nuggets on, you know, just encouraging, encouraging all of us to maintain our level of confidence and also giving us a confidence booster, assessing our circle, you know, um, just being conscious and making the decision to not let people step to you in the wrong manner that demeans you, that degrades you, that disrespects you. And it's not um, for you to be disrespectful. It's just to, just exactly what she said, stand 10 toes down and stand firm on your standard and on the way that you allow people to approach you, to treat you, to um, interact with you. So I absolutely love this lady. And I know that a lot of you out there were definitely encouraged by her transparency, her story, um, her insights, and the different things that she utilized to maintain her confidence, getting in the presence of God, getting in the word of God, and finding out what the Father has said about you finding out what the word of God has, you know, proclaimed over your life and letting that proclamation be the final authority, you know, be the, be the period, you know, to your life, to the statement of your journey. And so I'm just glad that we had Letitia Reed on the podcast um, this Wednesday. You guys, please rate, comment, and subscribe. You know that Wonder Woman podcast is all things self-esteem, self-confidence, self-actualization, and empowerment testimonials from some phenomenal women that I deem wonderful. So, um, Lakeisha, I love you. I appreciate you for coming on and speaking to us. Um, I am so excited for uh, just our journey of relationship. I absolutely adore you. I adored you back then because you, I thought you were so pretty, but I just adore you now because you really are this genuine, um, genuine person. Thank um, you, I yeah. <laughs> just genuine, genuine to your core. And I just, uh, I love and I value genuine people. It's rare that you come across really genuine right. people. That's rare. And women, um, I, that's rare as well. Uh, but we're changing a culture. We're going to change the culture of women and the interaction of women and, and the perception that women have um, of other women. So until next time, Wonders, I will see you later. This has been the Wonder Woman Podcast. Bye. Bye. <laughs>